0: So, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Via VHS Retro Movie Podcast. Man, this is going to be 80s. Hail, <laughs> this episode. Hope you're ready for that. It's going to be extreme a- 80s ness. Oh, you have no idea. You don't even, you don't even the flashback portal. No, nope, not yet. This movie is just, uh, well, this episode is going to be out of control. This movie was surprising in a lot of ways. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but first before you know what before we get into all that i'm your host wesley and my co-host here is uh spitzer scott holmes
1: hey hey hey. how you good. doing tonight
0: doing great doing great man all hyped up on some sweet tea oh, all right you
1: go okay. oh, on my way here i'm out like, i just got some like banana chips i'm like i need some energy i'm gonna eat these banana chips like you know i'm hanging out like a vegetarian's house
0: <laughs> banana <laughs> chips get you fired up nature's cocaine <laughs>
1: I was like, I saw a bag, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's like a bag of those. I haven't had those in a while. That's always classic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here being the gluttonous southerner drinking uh, sweet tea. Mm. Um, Jesus dips his finger in some tea, and then this magical concoction appears. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing.
1: You know what? The, that They just make something called holy tea, where it's literally like you're drinking holy water, but it's sweet tea.
0: Well, this has this one, this cup. You can't see it if you're. <laughs> whatever that has uh john 316 on it because um we're in the south
1: <laughs> that's it i find that once in a while too when you turn a cup over even in california and so on you'll you'll find that there you know it'd be really more amazing though if it said austin 316 on it <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want a sweet take give me a hell yeah <laughs> oh man he was great awesome. wrestlemania he was amazing, amazing.
1: Yeah. I I was way beyond impressed. I thought he was just gonna kinda be there just to kind of, you know, talk some shit and so on. But then he just like whooped ass left and right, drank beers like a madman. You know what I mean? I felt bad forever. I had to clean up all that beer afterwards. That's all I that was what I was thinking about. It was just like, God, that thing's gonna be so sticky and soaked, and you know, I mean, even yeah. Austin sort of slipped on his way
0: out because <laughs> there's
1: so much beer everywhere. <laughs>
0: Well, boy, those those knees, man. Everything they had left are it's gone now. He he just completely, yeah. um, he sold out, um, yeah. and in a good way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was pretty. I was pretty impressed. You messaged me. like, hey, you got to watch this. I'm like, whoa. I'm working. Some real shits happening with my Tar Heels, man. And uh, I had to watch that. And uh, life got kind of turned upside down this week. So. <laughs> I'm glad I found time to actually watch this movie, which I just finished before we started. <laughs> I episode,
1: mean, so. well, that's pretty much what I did too. It was only like a little bit before, I, and I finished it. And it you know, it's, it's only an hour in a 35 minute long movie, so it's not it's not too demanding. It's not like one of those ones where you turn it on, you're like, oh shit, this is gonna be two hours and 30
0: minutes. There are times <laughs> when it felt longer. <laughs> didn't it, it did. I, I,
1: I kid you not. Yeah. When I first turned it on, I, I watched it for. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm probably about halfway through something. I'm not just gonna turn it off right here. I am like, I'm only thirty minutes into it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do we find a movie that Spencer? Uh, don't you don't have to give it away yet, but maybe, maybe Spencer hates something. I hope.
1: Oh, I I, I didn't hate it, but uh-huh. I it definitely was a. No, it was different than what I was expecting. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah. It, it in 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 good ways. I think. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know. Yeah,
0: I was impressed. Um, in a very Tammy and the T-Rex kind of way.
1: Yeah. yeah. Maybe not Tammy and the T-Rex uh, gold level status, but.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> and, and again, listen to our review of Tammy the T-Rex. There's two different versions of that. If you watched the version that was originally released, I can understand why you'd hate it. If you watched the version we watched, where yeah. it's clear that this is satire, mm-hmm. and it completely changes the dynamic of how you view it. Uh, this thing was just surprising in just terms of its quality, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and its intelligence. Um, mm-hmm. It was, It yeah, we'll get to that. But um, very surprised with this one. But we're talking about the movie called Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Neither one of us had ever seen this, right?
1: Nope. I, I just saw it pop up on Amazon at one point or something like that. And I was like, huh, that looks interesting. You know, 1980, was it three or four 84. and, uh, yeah, 84. And it's just one of those ones. It just looked like, Hey, it's going to be one of these like rock and roll kind of like, uh, kind of fun piece movies and so on. And it turns out this one's actually like way more, uh, it's not necessarily a musical. I guess it's more like, it sounds weird. There's like that there's musicals, there's movies with music. This is almost like something in the middle because it's not necessarily a musical, but it breaks into musical sections, but it's more like it breaks in the music videos, is the best way to start of describe it's it. It's
0: definitely more music videos. I described it on I did a Tiki Talk today, a TikTok. Cool, look at you. I did one just to see what I think of it. Because I'm, you know, thinking, hey, I'll get rid of Facebook, maybe move over here, see what's happening. Yeah. And it was for via VHS. And I was talking about this movie, and I said, uh, we're gonna watch this thing. I hadn't watched it yet. I said, it looks like Greece in space. <laughs> and uh wasn't that far off it was more like Greece and Rocky Four had a baby in space <laughs> because it was like <laughs> these music videos um and it was just it was weird and poppy and then it bounced from one setting to another early in the movie and I'm like oh, we're not gonna get this, we're gonna get that thing and it was just odd but um yeah i was um i was I was really surprised by this one, but um. The, the culture surrounding this one, dude, I, you ready to jump into the flashback portal?
1: Let's do it. I'm there.
0: Let's do it. All right. So if you never listened to the show before, flashback portal, we go back. And look at the pop culture, maybe the news, whatever that's surrounding the release of the film. So, what was going on when this film was released? If you went to see this in theaters, which I doubt you, anybody did, because I don't think, I don't even know if it was in theaters. I don't know the situation with that. I mean, it had to have been because they weren't doing straight to VHS release, I don't think, in early 84. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, because I feel like the people that would be buying straight to VHS at that point in 84, that's still kind of where, I'm not saying, people don't have VHS players, but I feel like you still got to be somewhat kind of rich to sort of have one. And, and if you do have a VHS player, you're only taping stuff off TV.
0: Right. Yeah. This is for, you know, taping the big game between Carolina and Duke.
1: Go <laughs> yeah, Tar <Heels>. exactly.
0: <laughs> Go Tar Heels. I'm just, I, man, it's just uh, euphoric. Even though they lost in the championship last night, I just, hmm. I say my Tar Heels, um, um, really impressed me, but, um, so, we are going to uh, go back to the week of March 9th, 1984. And if you saw my Tiki Taki today, I did. Um, I like calling it that it kind ma- of it makes
1: it sound like uh, it's something from like Hawaii that you're using.
0: It makes me sound like I'm almost 40 and I made a TikTok.
1: And you're, you know, trying to get sponsored by Hawaiian Punch.
0: Yeah. Oh, hey, man, that, <laughs> that, that, like, uh, you know, Ocean Spray cranberry guy or whatever, mm-hmm. the uh the um what was a dog face whatever the guy on TikTok who made the um Fleetwood Mac thing, and they gave him like acid of cranberry juice and did a commercial with Snoop Dogg and you've seen this right?
1: I never have. I have How no idea. Have some
0: dog face
1: I I, I, I I don't you know what? I just don't see that kind of stuff. I just watch straight old movies anymore and go to mm-hmm. the theaters and like, somehow
0: this was everywhere for like a, about two weeks. It was just. Unmissable. I have to send it to you. It was the <laughs> Fleetwood Mac even remade the video. It was it was pretty impressive.
1: No, that, that is yeah. impressive right there.
0: Yeah. So, um. So so this
1: I, guy got sponsored by Ocean Spray, is what you're saying?
0: But he got like an ass load. He got like a, a well, his he made it because his truck broke down. We'll, we'll get to the stuff in a second, everybody. I'm catching mister up. I think his truck broke <laughs> down, and then so he was like riding a skateboard to work, or whatever. And he had like one of those selfie poles or whatever, and he's singing, mm-hmm. um. Oh, my. is it dreams? Is it? Uh, there you go again. You say you want your freedom. He's that part of the song, too. And he's uh-huh. just like doing the lyrics to it. And it's like so chill. It's, it's got a vibe to it. It's just something mm-hmm. very charming about it. And it just clicked and it went super mega viral. And so hmm. he got like all kinds of shit. So I'll have to send it to you. Catch you up.
1: That's good. The guy's living the dream. They getting all kinds of free stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why I made a TikTok here <laughs> today. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what happens with it. But um, yeah, I said on there that this was like Greece in space, and that um, yeah, it was um, <clears throat> I don't know how far off I was. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, I was kind of close. Pasadena pa- has an Olivia Newton-John feel, but we'll get to that. But um, yeah, March ninth, nineteen eighty-four. We're gonna look at. <laughs> We're gonna actually look at the box office first because we got to save time for the for um, the billboards for the billboard because damn <laughs> the the box office and the billboard is the most '80s thing you will ever see. Somehow, I mean March is I mean, March. Nineteen eighty four is loaded pop from a pop culture standpoint. Movies, yeah, big, massive big year, yeah. Music, massive. We're in March, so we're not. We haven't made it the summer months yet. We haven't even made the Ghostbusters yet. So this is March of nineteen eighty four. Early March, and mm-hmm. even the box office is packed. So we're gonna start with number one, a little film by uh well, not by, but I think was this it, maybe a Rob Reiner film. I can't remember. But it's Tom Hanks and Daryl Hammond, Hannah, mm-hmm. and Splash.
1: I think that is a Rob Reiner film. I'm pretty I sure it is. he's it, I think he's I almost want to say it's written and directed by him, but I could be kind of wrong. But <laughs>
0: Yeah, it just feels like it is, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen Splash? I have,
1: but I've only seen it once, and it's been probably 20 years or so. Exact same for me. Yeah.
0: Exact same for me. Yeah, it's been a long time, but I have seen Splash, and I feel like it is Rob Reiner. Um, Number one at the box office. Number two at the box office. Mm -hmm. Footloose.
1: Oh, the, you know probably when you think of big 80 soundtracks i mean it's that Punch. one it's top gun it's flash dance you know what I mean
0: um the bacon sizzles it sizzles all over the screen you yeah. just punched in your rage Plus out and-
1: it Plus, it's got "Quiet Ride" on the soundtrack. That's the mm. thing that always. I think you know people always think of like you know the Kenny Loggins songs, and there's all kinds of pop hits and so on. But the very beginning, he's driving the Volkswagen bus, and he's got like "Bang Your Head" playing, and it's just like, dude, this is badass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Footloose, man. Um, number three, mm-hmm. I get to do a shout out to my boy, my boy PC, my boy Phil, Philly boy <laughs> Phil Collins. Oh yeah, against all odds. Um, yeah, there was a the song big was bigger, movie. I think.
1: Yeah, but still the yeah, well, that's one of those ones like the song is probably what remembers it more, and then you kind of realize that there was a movie sort of attached to it. It's like St. Yeah. Elmo's Fire. I think that song yes. sort of of the movie, you know. I agree. And you know, it's one of those ones, and then I think at some point someone makes the connection finally that oh, they, these things go together.
0: Mm-hmm. Take a look at it. Now. <laughs> um, yeah, gets the laws number three, the box office number four. A movie called Terms of Endearment. Um, yeah, it's that, a little, little movie. Just a little one. Um,
1: I, I feel like I got that on VHS and or DVD somewhere.
0: I think I have it on V. I think I have it on VHS. Yeah, I think
1: I, I know I have it somewhere. I'm starting to get to that point. It sounds bad, but I've gotten to that point where I start to just forget what I had. Oh, I used to yeah. have like the most ironclawed memory of like I knew every single like I knew like all 10,000 movies I owned, and then when I got to like I don't know, over 10,000, then just started to slowly fade away like what I had and didn't have. I know I have it something on somewhere. Wow, that's
0: impressive. <laughs> um, Blame it on Rio. I'll blame it on Rio. Yeah, that's number six at the box office. I'm just going to go to number 10. Um, Lasseter, Tom Selleck, mm-hmm. number four. A movie called Unfaithfully Yours at number six at the box office. Weekend Pass, at number eight. Harry and Son, number seven. And then um, I guess it kind of skips. I don't know what's going on here, but um, yeah, Hotel New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. A that's a new one this
1: week. Yeah.
0: The new, the new releases this week are Children of the Corn, The Hotel New Hampshire, and Mike's Murder. And coming in last place is one of my favorite movies ever, um, Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap.
1: Oh, yeah. Amazing film. Oh my god. Super quotable. It's totally good the whole way through. All those guys, Christopher Guest.
0: Maybe all sorts that, of fun. the movie that's in last place is my favorite movie on this on this list. Okay, and Rob Reiner. Yeah. Oh yeah, shit. It is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause I just I, I love this, like the part where like the very beginning when he's talking the movie, if you have the audio commentary on, they're like, I really hate this guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Audio commentary for Spinal Tap.
1: It's and like another movie in itself.
0: That and Armageddon are the two best I've heard. Armageddon's. I, don't real... every... I
1: only have Armageddon on VHS like a, a 90s the, child.
0: The first DVD they released has a Ben Affleck commentary on it. And he shits on the movie the entire, <laughs> the entire time. It's amazing. He's like, ask Michael Bay. Why would it be easier to train astronauts to be oil jewelers instead of oil jewelers to be astronauts? And he said, Ben, shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably where they started to, have, like, movie companies started to put that, like, uh, disclaimer before that, where they said, like, the views of the commentaries do not reflect the views of, you know, 20th Century Fox or Warner Brothers Entertainment or, you know, Disney or no, like, it's probably because of that Ben Affleck one, you know.
0: If you, if you go on YouTube and just look at Ben Affleck Armageddon, there, there's a famous clip, like, it's right when, um, Jason Isaacs and Billy Bob Thornton are giving um, Bruce Willis the rundown
1: mm-hmm.
0: of uh, how they're going to save the world. And his commentary on it is just it's fucking incredible. It is absolutely incredible.
1: Oh, I, I got to check that out now. You know yeah. what?
0: Yeah. He's like, he's like, these guys can't go to space. They don't know how to repair a tranny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so let's go to the Billboard charts, which, holy God, Mm-hmm. Like I've, some the pop culture gods converged at a certain point in space and just the week of March 9th, 1984 just shot down music into our Billboard charts here because damn it's, uh, it's incredible number one on the Billboard charts, maybe the most 80s sound there is in terms of one singular song, the opening to the song in particular but really mm-hmm. the whole song Jump by van halen oh yeah
1: humongous 80s song you know just it's like it's a crossover like in a sense you get this sort of very kind of pop yet also kind of a, a hard rock song that kind of jumps you know literally jumps like between both kind of like sectors
0: all those famous guitar riffs van halen and yeah. they're, they're well, that and then it's got the keyboard.
1: To... You got Eddie Van Halen like playing keyboard and guitar and all kinds of stuff.
0: Yeah. Just, uh, I love it. I love the song. It's not Great my song. favorite Van Halen song.
1: No, yeah. But it, it, it's still a very, very awesome song.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I crank it up if I hear Jump. Definitely. Um, number two on the Billboard charts. Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Oh, Cindy Lopper.
1: But two humongous. I mean, those songs almost like kind of define both sectors of like the eighties, right then and there. You get like your kind of new wave sort of pop, kind of you know almost like that kind of tunes. Then you sort of have, in a sense, your coming of like hair metal yeah. and that kind of era.
0: I thought of Cyndi Lauper a lot during this movie. Yeah, we're watching. Um, I'll leave it at that. Number three down from number two last week. This is the one movie. This is the one movie. This is the one song that's big. Doesn't quite in, fit in with the rest of the songs that you're about to hear. Mm-hmm. Ninety-nine left balloons, Manina.
1: Oh, well that's that's another really good song there too.
0: Yeah, na, 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 t- ta, tarde, t- t- Yeah, it gets stuck in your head. Like- I always think
1: it's, it's in like European Vacation. Mm-hmm. You know? of, and then yeah. Gold, Goldfinger has a good cover of it in the '90s. If we want to get sort of that ska punk version of an '80s mm-hmm. song.
0: <laughs> um number four kind of like an experimental album really kind of you know low-key mm-hmm. i don't think really culturally not as relevant as it should be uh the title track off the album uh th- thriller thriller yeah no, just, uh, just not, a
1: little just a little one
0: just a little gem you know uh,
1: that that, that kind of ties into the movie we're watching tonight in a weird way
0: uh, because
1: that's... as uh one brother's making the biggest album of all time, the other brother's making a guest appearance in our film.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, actually now yeah, you bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. You got, th- you got thriller over here and then you got whatever the hell that was, um, which actually had some vibes to it. Some Michael Jackson vibes to it. Did it not like kind of out, like the way he was doing some moves and stuff, like what? the silhouette in front of the, just,
1: I, I mean, it's, it's Jermaine Jackson. So, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he, yeah. he's the older brother. So, he could probably just tell you, like, hey, I, I made all these moves first. Michael's just been copying me.
0: Yeah. He's wrong.
1: Um, <laughs> he, he just, he, you know, he just plays bass and sings back up in the Jackson 5. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's Jermaine's still Jermaine. I mean, he's, the, yeah. he's the thing. But he's not Michael.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Somebody Over is watching me. Rockwell. So, Michael Jackson's technically. In a weird way, number four and number five mm-hmm. on the charts because it's got the hook for uh, somebody's watching me. That's some nepotism right there with that song.
1: Well, well, that's also too. That's also Michael Jackson had a lot of that where like he kind of just popped up in other people's songs and you know. I mean, she, you know, even with Van Halen, I mean, when it gets back to Thriller, yeah. you know, on uh, Billy Jean, th- th- that, see, it's like it's almost like He's those billboards. T- yeah, yeah, or Beat It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of those ones where it's like we've tied all these billboard charts almost together right here, like the same couple artists.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really is kind of weird how that. I'll uh, just like full circle, and I don't know. I I love somebody's watching me though. Know, one of my favorite eighty songs. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's funny because Rockwell didn't even sing the hook in his biggest hit song. Yeah, it's, he only. I really feel like it's because Daddy is like, listen, Michael, I'm tired of my son. Borrowing money from me, will you come beyond <laughs> Will you come beyond his album? Sing the hook, make him a, a a cool two or three million, and get him the hell off my payroll because yep. Barry Gordy was tired of the shit. <laughs> that's um, it. it's done. That was exactly what that was like. It was just that's why I said it's nepotism at its finest because there's no way <laughs> Michael Jackson had been singing on Rockwell's track if his daddy wasn't Barry Gordy. It just wasn't happening.
1: Yeah, that's um, how it all comes together.
0: Yeah. Nobody told me About John Lennon is at number six. Yeah, um,
1: kind of, that's kind of weird. Because I would not thought about that song being up on there. He's, but
0: he's been dead almost. He's been dead two and a half years at this point. Yeah. And well, it,
1: it's that thing. It's that weird thing that it always seems to happen whenever somebody like a musician dies. All of a sudden, they start like unearthing albums of theirs. Like, like almost like it's like Jimi Hendrix. He has more albums, you know, post death. Than he does like when he's alive. I don't know what happens. It's like they just could be like the sun. It's like almost like what they're like on an archaeology like journey. It's like, oh, we've just unearthed another album that Jimmy had. You know, it's like, where do you keep finding these things at? <laughs>
0: Was Michael he Jackson. out there?
1: Yeah. What were they out there burying stuff in their backyard?
0: They still haven't released I'm really shocked they haven't released a lot of print stuff. Unless it just went unnoticed. But from what I remember hearing that when Prince passed away and they I agreed to release a lot of this music that he had just vaults and vaults and vaults of just stuff laying around like hit well, songs just sitting there on the basement floor, which I believe.
1: Yeah. Well, cause he's the kind of guy who just records a crap ton and then like the album comes out, but then you wonder how many other songs existed.
0: Well, it's just like he him. gave, he gave hits away. Like candy. Mm-hmm. Like he just, yeah. Said, yeah, here's a, here's a number one hit. I have it sitting over here. You know what I mean? It's just like,
1: because he just wrote so many of them, it's just it's, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's, there's going to be another one tomorrow, so uh, yeah, I'm not, exactly. I'm not out of them, yeah.
0: Um, I want a new drug. Oh, Huey you listen Lewis in the news and the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Never um, yeah, Don't forget the poor news now.
0: Yeah, don't forget them. It ain't just Huey. <laughs> Huey yeah. didn't do this himself. All right. Um, here comes the rain again by uh, the Rhythmics. Oh um, yeah. Footloose, <laughs> of course, <laughs> is there Kenny Loggins. <laughs> god damn you know oh, man. and then number 10 so it's, I mean it's just getting think about all the songs that we went through yeah it's a humongous list like and then wrapping it up at number 10 is Karma Chameleon by Culture Club
1: oh yeah see this is like the one you could put together a mixtape right here of these songs and it would just give you like here's your of like 1984 like playlist
0: <laughs> I mean I mean number 11 is wrapped uh-huh. around your finger by the police
1: oh yeah that's Another my favorite
0: huge. is that my that's my favorite police song, I think you think so, yeah. I think Raptor on Your feet. yeah. I like, I like the police a lot, actually.
1: Yeah, I always I, like them.
0: I think that's um up there, but yeah, some cool stuff in there. Um, I just want <laughs> all <Yamo> be there, <laughs> By Michael McDonald, James Ingram at number 21.
1: That's oh, good, good old Michael McDonald there.
0: Uh, and we got some Genesis, that's all. Uh huh number 22. So Phil Phil's on the charts at number 22. And at I'll oh, actually, no, he was just on the, he was in our box office. He wasn't on our um
1: That's right. Yeah. 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 So he, he, but he's still hitting both sides there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Against all odds is number 34. So he's, he's mm-hmm. on the charts with Genesis and solo. And this is why everybody hated feel. Godspeed to feel man. He's looking rough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not looking pretty. Yeah.
0: <sighs> That one's gonna get me. That one's gonna sting a little. Um, because he's uh, they said he was gonna make it till Christmas. He did. Yeah, and he just played his last concert a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, need to bring it down. Um, but um, that's where we are. So most, maybe the most, definitely the most '80s fast. Yeah, Audi, uh, flashback portal that we've done.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely like one of those ones where like just all heavy hitters. It wasn't just because a lot of times you get like those those top charts and then there'll be a bunch of songs and you're kind of like, you know, unless you had the radio on like that six-month period, you probably never heard it again past that because some of those songs, it's just that's it. They, they they hit big for a moment and then they just disappear.
0: Um, I'll tell you a couple of them that are um new to the charts. You might think I'm crazy by the cars.
1: Oh, there, there's a big one.
0: Eat it. By Weird Al,
1: oh, that's amazing! I'm so glad Weird Al's on there.
0: Oh <laughs> that, that makes
1: my day more than anything else.
0: This is like that was his. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think in time. Uh, which one was first? I don't know if it was "Eat It." Was his first big one, or or like a surgeon? Uh, one of those. That's two on. Was the, his
1: I watched first. it. That's on this. That's on the same one. His his very first, I guess you would say, big single is uh, I Love Rocky Road. That's off his first album in
0: 81 oh, or whatever it is. I thought it, it was um, another one, Rod's the Bus. That's, That's on the same think. album. Is it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, we can we talk Weird Al all day. We need to have a Weird Al episode. Wait, well, we really anything, do. I get a, is, it, is it you that said you didn't like UHF?
1: No, I love UHF. I love anything Weird Al.
0: What was it you said you didn't like that shocked me? Oh, the one you said that you didn't like that shocked me but blew my mind was um, Buckaroo Banzai.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this movie's almost like kind of similar to Buckaroo Banzai in a weird way.
0: This one kind of is. It is kind of similar to that. It's, I don't know, but it really shocked me when you're, you weren't vibing with that one i was like whoa
1: yeah i don't know I, I, maybe it's because I, I don't know by the time i finally watched it which i mean it was still years ago by now but like it felt like that movie was always like oh you gotta see that movie that's movie, that's movie you gotta see it's one of those ones and i watched it, i was like oh, i thought this can be really cool and i just it just wasn't feeling it you, you I, kind I, of I didn't always, say that I, I always I, considered you like, like a like, bonsai. Like, it, 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 see i always thought that would have been me and then like when i watched it <laughs> i was just like I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I just didn't feel it. I didn't think it was like bad. I just was one of the ones I could tell. It's like, it, it's just not for me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh,
0: I guess he's just like, I'm a Renaissance man. Who's this bitch? <laughs> Who's this guy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. You'll play Robocop podcast bitch. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, well, that was our flashback portal. Highly entertaining. I think. And I think so. um, just heavy hitters all the way through. As you said, murderer's Rose, like the 20 something yankees are on the way year that wasn't do fucking much baseball i don't know <laughs> um but anyway i know it was yankees um mm-hmm. anyway um we'll take a quick little bow out of here and uh, we'll be back in just a moment with our rewind review of a voyage of the rock aliens
1: Psst. hey you want to get doomed I'm Tessa. And I'm Nicole. And we have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation.
0: Listen in as two foul-mouthed biddies have an always casual, often comedic... What? I think we're funny. And sometimes chaotic conversation about the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Take a trip with us down nostalgia lane and we'll try not to veer off the road. Available on
1: Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Doom Generation Pod and on Twitter at DoomGenPod. Later, Doomers!
0: So March 9th, 1984, the release of Voyage of the Rock Aliens, um, neither one of us have seen this, neither had seen this, neither one of us, I, I didn't even know it existed until you mentioned it to me.
1: Yeah, like I said, this is one of those just scrolling through, looking at what was there to watch and something, and then... uh just kind of popped up on um i think it was on prime for a while and it's not i don't think it's there anymore because we had to watch it on youtube and so i wanted to go find it next but um it was just one of those just i saw the cover i'm like this looks cool it just looks 80s as can be you got kind of the rockabilly guy on the cover there there's all kinds of aliens and whatnot i don't know what it really is i couldn't tell you and that's a lot of times how i like to watch a movie i like to see a movie poster and i'm and that kind of is like am i in or am i out you know what i mean and it's sometimes you know you'll throw a movie on this someone will ask you like oh what's this movie about I'm like i don't know what the movie's about like I, I looked at the cover and i thought the cover was cool and that's all i needed to know i like yeah. and i like kind of doing that there's something fun about that especially even like on a dvd cover when like it doesn't tell you very much because they don't once like posters got simpler and simpler and there's something kind of interesting when you pop a movie in and you just kind of dive into it and you don't know what is because sometimes there's some of those films you be watching and you get to like that 45 minute mark you're like, oh oh, that's what this movie is. Oh, what the hell? Like, you you, you thought you are watching a completely different genre or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this one had, a, like, a little bit. I guess, in my mind, I don't know exactly what I was thinking of. I mean, I guess it does have some of these elements. Maybe I was thinking it was going to be something almost kind of like a Rock and Roll High School of the Ramones. Mm. Or maybe it, it does definitely feel like this in a way, but, like, Streets of Fire. Have you ever seen that one before?
0: I think so.
1: That one's really good. Like, feel- that was one of the... That was one of those ones where I, I knew about that one for years. And then I think it was about a handful of years ago, me and Dunn again on old man, orange podcast finally sat down and watched it. And it was, it's like proto sin city is the best way to describe mm. it. It like has all those kind of elements in it, like way before sin city. And then it's topped off with like a really good rock soundtrack that has I have songs. the vinyl.
0: I just, oh yeah. Never, I, I do too. Yeah, never watched and it. it.
1: And that was what, when I found the vinyl, that was how I, that like led me into the movie. And then it, like there, and, the soundtrack's amazing.
0: Covered the vinyls fire, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It makes Bruce Springsteen angry, but...
0: Yeah. Because he, he
1: wanted to be on there singing Streets of Fire, and they just wanted a song. Streets <laughs> I have I
0: have, a, um, have an issue with Bruce Springsteen. If y'all haven't listened to the podcast before, I just have a little <laughs> bit of a beef with him. It's not a political thing, so don't go there with it, y'all. Just He's just... He thinks he's Bob Seger, and he's not Bob Seger. That's just my <laughs> that's my take on it. He's just uh, I'm Bruce. No, well, you're not Bob, so you know
1: they both got the B names.
0: They do. It's just there's a northeast bias with with Bruce. You know what I mean? We're we're getting mm-hmm. way off track. I'm just saying that's that's my I think that's my beef. With yeah, Bruce, with Brucey boy, same with Billy Joel. You know, it's just it's, it's cool. just that New
1: Jersey thing. What about Bon Jovi? Yeah, isn't it ironic that they all have B it names is. too, and they all come from New Jersey? They the, all play yeah. some form of rock and roll <sighs>
0: <It's> weird anyway. <laughs> so your voyage of the rock game was, yeah, I'd never heard of this. I saw it too. It looked even more lo-fi than it was then uh, mm-hmm. the pictures. And then the, um. I didn't watch the trailer, but just like showing the set pictures, I'm like, this is going to be extremely low budget. It was, which it was, but yeah, it was definitely more cohesive put together and more put together than the pictures made it seem and um you know just from the little bit of information i got just a little bit of i think i did watch a little piece on something Mm -hmm. um, very quick like maybe a minute or something i thought okay this is gonna be a full-ass musical which for the most part it was it was an 80s full-ass musical which by that i mean everything was either a dance number and or a music video
1: yeah. And and it's that weird one, too, where it's like the person who was really into musicals would maybe look at it and go, eh, it's not musical enough. I feel, yeah, you know, because it do, yeah. still had that thing where it almost it had the musical drop points, but it wasn't like it had that musical, like the mix of talking and singing. It was straight cut to music video. Here's a scene to describe what's going on right now. Like that kind of thing. OK, and now we're back to story, you yeah. know. It, it wasn't like where a musical sort of flows in from. Hey, we're having a conversation, and all of a sudden, people start talking. And a lot of times, it almost comes up before you even realize that they're doing, they're singing. And the next thing you know, when you're trying to escape, you're already there.
0: What the fuck happened to the robot? I just realized that.
1: Oh yeah, the robot who his, who thought like the best disguise would be to fi- be a fire hydrant.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put together that was the same character. <laughs> yeah. Somehow I missed boy- the transition. I just thought it was another. <laughs> Okay, cool. That makes more sense. Now y'all are like, what the fuck are you talking about? So, this movie, <laughs> this movie, so essentially, how do I, there's so basically Ben Halen's guitar is traveling through space.
1: Yeah, it's it, literally a flying V guitar is the spaceship yeah. and it's kind of done like all a Star Wars style.
0: Yeah, I mean, it looked decent. Yeah. You know, and there's like, yeah, there's a flying rocket ship, I mean, guitar rocket ship put it this way let's let's just get from the moment the movie starts it realizes what it is so that's a good thing
1: Mm
0: -hmm. does not take itself too seriously from the beginning there's definitely some tongue in cheek definitely some humor it's not a bunch of people who had this idea that man we're making something those kids like the original cut of tammy and t-rex were like oh kids are gonna like it if we cut this is the stuff out of it and they'll somewhat take it seriously as a real story Mm -hmm. like they knew from the get get go this was Bash it crazy. This may even be a money laundering scheme. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so weird. But yeah, it's, you got the spaceship and you got a group of aliens, and they're basically trying, they somehow heard rock and roll at some point, and they're on their way to find rock and roll.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Well, you know what it it really feels like it's got is it's got those like, you know, like those 1950s beach party, you know, that's what it feels like. Because, you know, and a lot of those beach there's like there's two types of those movies. Well, there's actually a few of them, but there's the beach party ones where it's like, hey, it's a group of hip teenagers and they're hanging out, having a beach party and having the old rock and roll battle of the bands. And we got these two one hit wonder artists, you know, they're like advertising really heavy in the credits and so on like that. And then the movie's literally just a party, and that's all it ever is. It's like they're hanging out. One guy's angry at the other guy about the girlfriend and so on like that. Not not really that much stuff happens. A bunch of literally cut-the-music-video type scenes come in. Here's the knockoff Buddy Holly guy and so on. And then, um, and then the other combination of them is when you have – it's a beach party. Oh, but wait a second. It's turned into a horror movie, and there's, like, some creature from, like, the deep that shows up or some monster from outer space and so on like that. And what Voyage of the Rock aliens felt like it captured was it captured that 1950s, the beach party, and the kind of like horror movie, the aliens and all that stuff. But then just 80s if it, And yeah. 80s if it So hardcore that it almost feels like it's a phony 80s thing. Because you know, like when sometimes when people do things, was like, oh, I'm going to throw an 80s party or something like that. And then they just start going almost so over the top. It's like you almost went like no people didn't dress like that then like what are you what are you doing and then yeah. you see this movie and you're like oh well th- this movie is that definitely uh it-, it goes as 80s as and i, I almost don't even know if it's, if they are doing it like if they're just trying to push their own like barrier like at that time period being like man this 80s stuff's getting so ridiculous let's crank it up even more in this movie
0: I, there's no way in 1983 they could have had the foresight to know how 80s they were being like even if you try yeah. to parody it like it would be the equivalent of you and I like making like a skit about Gen Z kids or something. Yeah. And, you know, putting all that stuff in there, but even we wouldn't have the foresight to know in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, how they would be perceived. And it, mm-hmm. this movie is a so, movie is so eighties. It hurts. You got <laughs> this Devo element. Did you get this rockabilly thing going on? And then you got, um, Paisadora, which is smoke, man, she is, Fire, she's a smoke. Show. Yeah, I have to give her credit. She is a very attractive, she's very attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I, I did you know anything about her before watching
1: this? I, I don't think so too much.
0: I had you seen know. her in something because I knew she was in Frasier.
1: Oh, okay, as I, was I was gonna say, know. she looked familiar, but I, I just couldn't pinpoint on to what it was.
0: Her friend is, um, in Friends, she was Rachel's mm-hmm. boss in Friends.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah,
0: that was kind of like, um messing with Chandler. I think she gets hit by a bus or something at some point and dies (laughs) and friends. Um, But she was actually really good in this, but yeah, this movie, you're right. Definitely has the beach party element and it takes a little bit of that 50 sci-fi feel Mm -hmm. because there's two plot situations going on that converge at the end of the movie that literally make no fucking sense throughout the entirety of the movie. No, it just, it just,
1: and I, I think it is because it's like one of those ones. Have you ever watched any of those fifties movies like that? They, they almost like half the time don't know really what they're doing. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. That's, that's why you don't see these movies pop up very often anymore. But I remember I used to just have like a, one of those like box sets where you get a bunch of old horror movies and beach boobies and all that kind of stuff. Like in that, and, you know, just watching some of those, like as a kid and whatnot like that, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, well, what is going on here? Like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's, um. This movie is very, very odd. There's, there's, there's the, I guess lake monster.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's sort that, of post apocalyptic here too. Also, yeah, that
0: we, that's okay. Let's just <laughs> you're so confused listening to this. And you're like these guys are doing ter- terrible job of describing this. We actually aren't. <laughs> that's the <laughs> thing. We're not. We're, we're. It's. It's just kind of all over the place, but still somewhat cohesive.
1: Well, there's only like 20 minutes of actual like story in it. The rest of it's all made up by music videos. I would,
0: you know, I Maybe a little bit more Im- than that, but I was kind of impressed about how they stretched the story out. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, there was a lot of music in it, but they found those, they found a way to play it within the music too, mm-hmm. especially the battle of the bands, bands element that shows the player in the movie. And yeah, that seemed um, pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, the lead alien who looks like Steve Martin did. I'm not the only one. <laughs> Does he kind of know? Yeah, yeah, he does. Okay, he just kind of had a Steve Martin vibe to him. Well, it's like
1: those aliens also. Like, I mean, these are more modern movies, and I almost kind of wondered, like, when I was watching this, was like, oh, and dude, where's my car? Are those aliens supposed to kind of like almost be similar, or not the aliens? But I almost felt like the the cultist people, like having a like a feeling like they're almost like cultists of like this group of aliens here. I don't know. I started feeling that was kind of a weird. (laughs) Or they almost even remind me like in Galaxy Quest. Like they they have Mm. that sort of feeling to them, like, you know, just that goofy kind of talk and dialect and trying to understand other cultures, I guess.
0: Yeah, it kind of remind me of Coneheads a little bit. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it was it was really odd. It was um so yeah, so there's a group of aliens are looking for rock and roll. And they so we gotta get to how the movie starts because it makes (laughs) no fucking sense later on. because I thought it was going to come back to it. So at the, at the beginning, the robot explains somehow they heard rock and roll. They're looking for rock and roll and they Mm -hmm. mirrored it down to like three planets. And he goes through one of them. And it's this weird shot of like some type of Chuck E. Cheese looking thing. This creepy as hell. (laughs) Almost like if Chuck E. Cheese was in hell. That's what this little, maybe three seconds.
1: It, it goes by real quick. There's just a couple animatronic things that are just going there, and some puppet-like stuff.
0: You can't replicate that kind of horror. <laughs> like you're trying to make something creepy, you have to accidentally. <laughs> you, it, it, to be that creepy, it's a serendipitous. You can't just do it on accident. It's it was creepy as hell. It was. Three seconds, and I'm like, that was like watching um, <laughs> Prince of Darkness when they had the VHS scene or whatever.
1: Yeah, well, that was the thing is yeah. I saw that scene. I'm like, and it, it made me feel like, oh, well, this movie's actually gonna be way different than I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this going? So then, so they look at the first planet, and it's nah, that's not the kind of music. Then it goes to some ballroom dancing, which is clearly on Earth.
1: It's and clearly like, stock footage. That, yeah, that yeah, was the like thing. The when I saw that, I was like, I'm like, here's like, that made me go, okay, maybe this movie's like one of those C grade kind of movies because now they're already using stock footage and it's only been like five minutes into the movie.
0: Yeah, with this really knockoff bad like robot. It's some um, Danger Will Robinson level almost. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you have, so you, then they finally find this other planet and I'm like, oh, this is going to be Earth. And so, it shows a clip of these people somewhat future post-apocalyptic kind of vibe a little bit Mm -hmm. kind of like futuristic, but also kind of, we went back in our ways in a lot of ways, kind of vibe immediately. And then the robot says, maybe, maybe (laughs) this is a place. And so it cuts to a, like a musical number by Jermaine Jackson. Yep. And Pia Adora. And it was a music video that ran on MTV in the 80s, and a lot of people didn't even connect it. It was part of a movie. They didn't even fucking know.
1: No, well, I'll say this. In this movie, this scene really is not connected to the rest of the movie for the most it's part. It's not. It, it has literally, literally, it's nothing just, to do. It's, it, the robot lines this up, and that's the only reason why we uh, see it here. You know. and
0: implies the is in it. But yeah. I think she's wearing Oh, the same, I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she's also wearing the same costume. that I think one of the same costumes that she's wearing later on. it, But... It starts off like there's this weird biker gang and they're all wearing white, but they also kind of look like Lawrence of Arabia on BMX bikes. I don't know what's yeah. going
1: on. Well, they're they're on like an like enduro motorcycles. Yeah,
0: and they're like, is there a bar in this town? And they're like, Jermaine Jackson's like, ooh, and they're like, <laughs> and then and then it just cuts to a music video, and Paissadora and Jermaine Jackson are in love, and this yeah. is a real big issue. It's so, like Romeo
1: and Juliet practically, and space, future, post apocalyptic something.
0: Yeah, and there's kind of like a gang battle. So imagine the gang battle from Beat It, but even gayer. <laughs> is yeah. basically what this what this is. It's um, Yeah,
1: you yeah, know. Yeah. It, it, but, it, it literally, this, you know, it's a weird thing. It's West Side Story, and then we get to a town called Spielberg, and then just a moment ago, Spielberg <laughs> directed
0: yeah, Story. Yeah, do West Side Story, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so the Jermaine Jackson Pius Adore thing is, was it? probably the most popular element of this movie because it played on MTV and it was like a, a song mm-hmm. and it, you, I waited the whole movie for it that to become relevant again. I'm like, why is she playing two characters? Like, is it, is that character linked to the, the Piazador's character and this other It's actually really jarring.
1: Yeah. And where's because, Jermaine Jackson?
0: Yeah. Because when you, <laughs> that see- that's what
1: I thought, I thought he was supposed to be the other main character this whole time. I and see, then he- same.
0: Yeah, and then, like, when it cuts back to her past she's, like, on Earth, and you're like, well, is this way in the future? Is this, like, is it different characters? Or, like, what is the going on? It's They're not, the two characters aren't even related in any way, shape, or form at all. Yeah. It's, it makes no sense.
1: <laughs> no, I, it, and I bet you it's one of those ones that everybody putting together this movie. I think it's, like, everybody's kind of in on it. It's like, hey, hey, hey it's not supposed to make sense because I think what they're sort of doing is once again, we're making this, we're, we're making the movies that we grew up as a kid watching, but just giving it the eighties style, you know what I mean? So it's like, but we, you know, you can't help, but sit there and try to piece together what the hell is going on.
0: It's a money laundering scheme. That's the only yeah. logical. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Jermaine, man, he had some, like, he had some very Michael moments in there. Like, and, um, you also, the production value of the music video is a little higher quality than the movie. Yeah. In terms of just a little bit, not that much, but. No. There's like a weird Mad Max slash Star Wars kind of feel to it, too. It's it's hard to explain, but it's it's the thing.
1: Well, it's kind of work because this is like the point when people start actually putting money into music videos. Because, oh, yeah. you know,
0: when you see music
1: videos from like the 60s and 70s and so on like that, it's generally just the band playing in a fake stage. It's mostly as far as a music video gets. Once in a blue moon, you'll get some like B footage. You'll get, you know, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe a Bob Dylan one where it's a little bit different or something like that. But music videos, we haven't got to the MTV era. You know, because I always think about the back of the day, I'm like, where do they play music videos? Because obviously, you know, they have them from like the 50s on up. I mean, I guess you got things yeah. like Ed Sullivan shows and variety stuff and Sonny and Cher. It, you know, you have those kind of cutaway. It. Yeah, that's where you cut away to them.
0: Well, you know, what's weird is, um, as you mentioned, when we were doing the, the Flashback Portal, Thriller's out right now. When yeah. This, when this comes out. So th- right now on loop, on MTV, Thriller's playing, which Thriller, uh, nine minutes or whatever it is, is a better movie than this. <laughs> Yeah, but um, of course, you know John Landis, you know directed that, but still, I mean, it's it's um, you know Michael's got that going on, and then Jermaine's doing whatever the fuck this is, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's weird, man. But
1: well, that's what this sort of reminds me of. It reminds me like one of these ones, like this is definitely a movie sort of second. I think that they were hoping they were just going to get a bunch of hit songs off of it. I felt like that was oh. the gamble that they were going with here. And it's not that there's not interesting songs, but I'll say like, you know, a lot of them, they they definitely are like the B category songs too. They all feel like if these were going to appear on an album, these would have been pushed to like the rear end of it.
0: But they were better than you thought though.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. Well, there's still some actually good ones and some, you know, really the choreography. And it's like, I think that's the thing. If there's a big takeaway, they got some good choreography, some good dance numbers and so on like that. Except for that
0: one guy who got the floor to himself and was like, I'm going to do the moonwalk, and just butchered the, f- the hell out of it.
1: Yeah, he, he just yeah couldn't get that going. I don't, I
0: don't know what they're thinking there. but Yeah, I don't know. When <laughs> <Motown 25 laughs> is,
1: is this that kind of movie? Is, like, is that supposed to be a, a joke that he's he's doing a crappy moonwalk? Like, You know what I, I mean? I don't know, like...
0: man. I think he just watched Motown 25 and thought, I could do that. And then he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what happened. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's... Most of the dancing is pretty good. People care. Um, this mm-hmm. movie's way more satirical than I thought it was going to be. Like the whole thing with the lake being acidic and melting everything, and um, just some of the dialogue around that was actually really funny. Kind of well written too. I, had, I almost had an idiocracy yeah. vibe to it. But <laughs> well, really, so the, the, the funny thing bes- is. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I was just gonna say, you have that lake that's all like acidic and poisonous, and there's a you know a sea creature in it, and so on. But everybody's still just hanging out around you know the beach still, like yeah. no, nothing's changed.
0: Well, that's really the only dystopic element of the whole thing, and it's really yeah. not even that scary because they just still hanging out at the beach, even there's a sea monster. But I guess it's part of what the joke they were going for is everybody's apathetic to to things like that. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's what maybe the apathy was like kind of the because the, the other thing you have. So you have the sea monster mm-hmm. that makes no sense until later in the movie. And then you also have this whole subplot with these murderers that got out of this
1: Oh, you got the the Hills of Eyes guy in there.
0: Yeah, the Hills of Eyes guy, Pluto from Hills of Eyes, he's in there. And what well, it was Pluto, right? I think so. He, yeah. he's
1: also in uh the last movie he did, I think, was um um Rob Zombie's um Not the second one, not not, um, Devil's Rejects. I think that was the last movie he did.
0: I always thought that he looked like Doc Brown and Mr. Strickland from Back to the Future had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what he looks like to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, Lord. But yeah, anyway, yeah, he's in it. And so you got these two murderers that are kind of loose. One of them, they kind of explain, one of them they don't
1: yeah they like break um, up they break out of a mental institution like halfway in a music video and then all of a sudden it just literally adds a second like or a fourth story I don't know what you want to really call it by this point
0: yeah so there's an alien invasion yeah uh-huh. aliens that are looking for rock and roll there's a sea monster in an acidic you know lake. I think the lake from Dante's peak
1: yeah literally <laughs> yes
0: yeah, basically what this is and then um then there's uh oh, then you have two convicted murderers. Basically, you have Michael Myers escape, but he's got a chainsaw.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like that should be really scary, but that's always kind of played off kind of funny. And then to top it off, I guess our core storyline, I guess beyond the aliens coming to Earth, the other one there too is, you know, we got our main girl here who just wants to sing with her boyfriend and her boyfriend's just a total ass and everybody knows it. But for some reason they just let him get away with it all because he's just got the ultimate rockabilly personification here. Because also keep in mind, this is the eighties and the eighties has a very hard comeback to like the fifties.
0: Oh yeah. Especially,
1: especially they're this band is like, they're literally just knocking off stray cats right here. They're they're like the wannabe stray cats. They probably like the third opener for if a stray cats went
0: out. It's like homoerotic greasers.
1: Yeah, just where it, like <laughs> they got the open, they they got that weird mix match of it where it's almost like hair metal meets like 1950s rock and roll in a yeah. weird way,
0: and then also a little bit of flock of seagulls in there because some of the haircuts. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, you got this gang, and uh, this guy who's uh, we've I've seen him as something else. I don't know. I cannot yeah. tell you what it is. I feel like it's something I, we watched.
1: I I feel so, too. And the weird thing is, is he's on, like, the cover. So, like, I kind of was like, oh, this guy's gonna be, like, our main character. And you're like, no, he's, like, the antagonist the entire way through the movie, and so on, like, that, like, he's, like, the dick guy. I'm like, well, why is he on the cover? Like, you know, I mean, they're selling him off, like, he's, like, the hero or something like that. Like, he's Flash Gordon. And... Yeah. (laughs) He's not. It's literally, like, you're watching if Biff got in control of, like, everything, and they put slapped him on Back to the Future's cover.
0: He's Biff. He reminded me of, um... The bad, like the douchebag and Encino Man, yeah, he's got that kind of vibe to him. Um, yeah, so yeah, you got the what's his group name called? I can't even remember,
1: they're like the cruds like or something, cruds, like, kind of goofy,
0: and yeah, and then they got like, um, <laughs> within the group, there's like a rockabilly band, something the most, oh, yeah, band, I think, right? The yeah, Muslims. or that, that's and,
1: probably the one I'm thinking of,
0: yeah, and then, um. So they sing and dance and do whatever they do, and then Pastrado is like, "I want to play," and they're like, "No, you're a girl." And um basically, <laughs> that's that's the major conflict. That's her that's her problem in the movie is her boyfriend's a dick, and she she loves him anyway. That's basically, you know.
1: Yeah, she, and, and everybody else just like cowers to him <laughs> in this beach party town. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and he gets all big. There's that part where he shows up like she has this big old hit number and she's dancing out on like the beach and everything like that. And everybody's joining in. She's got her Union Jack shirt on and so on. Then like he shows up. And he's just like, hey, babe, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you guys doing? Like you guys singing here? Like, no, you can't sing unless I'm here. Nobody can be singing. Nobody plays instruments. Like he just kind of goes on this thing like, no, stop it. Cut the music. None of this.
0: Yeah. it's It makes no sense why he's like this um also his character development is very odd throughout the <laughs> entire movie um but yeah that's that's basically the story He's guys a dick and then next thing you know these rock aliens they show up in town yeah and um the sheriff is inept yeah she was, that lady who plays it was born in 1896
1: I was thinking, i'm like we got like literally like the oldest like sheriff you known to mankind still working
0: Yeah, she's she's been a lot of stuff. I can't think of her name right. Ruth Ruth something, I think. But um,
1: well, I I thought you you know you're old when you don't know how to look into a telescope properly. (laughs) That was what I thought. She's looking at the telescope. She's got both eyes open. I'm like, how are you going to see anything? That that was all I thought in that scene. I'm like, but I'm like, this this shows how old she is. You know what I mean? Like she's she's the equivalent of like you know the person who can't operate their phone nowadays.
0: You could tell this person had uh, she had some comedic chops though.
1: Yeah, definitely. you you could tell that that's why she's sort of brought in here because there, there's these handful of like actors just like Jermaine Johnson and all that or Jackson. <clears throat> they're bringing in these characters here. That's just a couple of these like ones that they're kind of dropping in, being like, okay, this is going to kind of add to uh you know, kind of like the whole repertoire of everything.
0: It's like in Cool when we did Cool as Ice, and then you have the couple. Um, also, <laughs> there's a lot of people in these both these movies that are from um, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, but um. It's um like when you had the older couple that were they, they're gonna they're gonna fix the motorcycle and this is a zany mm-hmm. couple with you know whatever and Jenus Kaminsky's like I'll make it look good, just do whatever <laughs> you can. <laughs> and uh, and uh this zany ridiculous comedy that was supposed to be in there. That's kind of what some of these extra characters were that were supposed to be really funny, and Jar Jar the key to all of this, yeah. And uh that kind of vibe, and um yeah, it didn't none of it really worked that well, but I will say there's two takeaways from the movie. The music was significantly better Mm -hmm. than they gave it credit for. And I think if they could have got a hit somewhere in there, they could have got like a big hit. This movie would have been pretty big. I think. Yeah. I think it would have done pretty well. So the music wasn't as bad. And then it was also way more intelligent than I gave it credit for. It knew what it was and had fun with it. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that's fair
1: yeah no i think that is and you know and i think it's also too it's like yeah if that's time period they kind of have that it also feels like that kind of like it's the post uh rocky horror picture show thing and i think people kind of realizing that they can kind of capitalize on this kind of like weird outer space like combination retro vibes it sounds weird but like because that's really what rocky horror picture show is it's like a very like retro vibe to like forties and fifties type stuff and thirties even, and like bringing it kind of forward to a modern age. And that's sort of how this thing kind of feels too. Um, it did, it's just, yeah, it's got some just bizarre things that's kind of going on in it, but I think that's kind of part of it. I think it's supposed to be like, you're not supposed to really get, it's supposed to be kind of weird. I mean, they even have the point where like, you know, the alien guys, you know, becomes, you know, her new boyfriend for like a moment and what hand like that and has her sing in the band and it's all okay. But then next thing you know, she's going back with the other guy because he's attacking the sea monster. Like, and it's just like the way it, it has that total, like eighties ending where it's just like, no, no, no. You thought she was going to get with the nerdy space alien. No. Forget get about it. <laughs> the, 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 douchebag, tough guy always wins. You know, it's like that, uh, the pretty in pink type thing.
0: Even, even back to the future had that, my favorite movie of all time yeah. even has that. Like, Chris McGlover has that whole point about how Marty shouldn't have got the truck at the end. That's not the point? And he, and he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And th- That's kind of this movie. It's like, uh, you know, I, that Gordon Gecko attitude that greed is good kind of thing. And, yeah, all he did was like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing maiming people. I'm going to stop yeah. doing it. So Pio will like me again. And then she does, and he does, I that's... guess, for a while
1: stops the the sea monster and changes yeah the whole outlet that almost even kind of threw me out. i was like what the hell just happened here that was, that's was all i thought yeah the
0: end of the movie just all kind of came together at the end and then you're just like what yeah yeah so yeah she gets abducted well not abducted but like the aliens come down and then the greasers and uh this new wave devo kind of want to be alien group have like a have a um Battle of the Bands kind of thing at the school dance, which is also Mm -hmm. very fifties or at least in the school gymnasium.
1: Yeah. Very um, very classic.
0: Pasador sings with them and she gets her wish and she goes, Oh, the other thing too, the way they transport down to earth in the phone booth. Yeah. Very uh, Bill and Ted ish. Very Bill and Ted ish. It was almost like, Hey, Bill and Ted saw this. (laughs) They, they, the people who made that saw it and took that, which is fine.
1: Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, th- well, then there's even the part too where like the, the space aliens are like, hey, uh, you want to come to space with us, you know, but you gotta, you gotta be converted in a sense. Like, it was almost like, oh, wait a second, what's going on here?
0: Well, it's like that one guy makes that crack. Like, what, what is he in the Scientology or something? Which I thought that was way, I didn't know that was like, yeah, such that's... a big thing at that time.
1: I mean, I mean, I guess it technically is around at that time. It's just, I feel like we've just got more in the know of it as uh, the years have gone on and so on like that. But yeah, it almost even has a weird Scientology, I guess, kind of feel to it if, by the like those characters. So there is a bit of a, a parody to that, too. Yeah, L. Ron but, Hubbard
0: uh, kind of <laughs> vibe. But
1: yeah, you know, it's one of those ones like it's just an all around very interesting movie. I wouldn't really necessarily. Uh, I think at the end of the day, I don't know how much I would say it's like a, it's not like it's like a great movie or something like that, but it's an interesting one. I think that's kind of like the takeaway from it. Like, I mean, you're, you're not going to see something else like this. I'll tell you that.
0: No, especially with just how disjointed the first half of it is, and then how half the movie you're basically waiting for that first part of the movie to become relevant again, and it never does, it just it it never comes back. So, that was like the big thing for me. I finally, I don't know when I let that go, but I think it was after the battle of the bands. I'm like, that Germania is not coming back at all. It's no, there's no way I can't figure out how this plot's going to get there, which not that that mattered at all at that point, yeah. Because if they wanted to decide to bring it back, they could have just done it, and it. He could have walked out of the fucking acid like nobody would have questioned it at this point because it's just what rules, you know?
1: Y- you know what would have been the interesting way to go about this? I know this is like armchair directing a movie that's like 40 years old by this point. But, okay, <laughs> take Jermaine Jackson – and instead of, like, the, the main guy, you know, our uh, kind of Steve Martin sort of main alien character, mm-hmm. what if that was Jermaine Jackson one and he was the one that came to Earth and that was, like, kind of the conflict there? Because then I feel like he could kind of lead her in, like, a lot more instead of having just kind of this nerdy guy, you know, being all goofy alien-like. Maybe that even, like, they literally take him from one planet, the aliens do, and then he becomes sort of the leader of them and then they go to Earth, you know, and they utilize Something. him the whole way through
0: yeah maybe he said no
1: yeah well I, I think that's the thing is like they pretty much bought him for one music video's worth of time and that that was kind of like the hey we got Jermaine jackson but we can only use him for three and a half minutes. we can
0: say a jackson is in this film right now thriller's yeah. hot people like jack the name jackson yeah you know we could just throw him in there and it's gonna work out <sighs> just, just spell Jermaine
1: sick. with an m on there and just make it look like it was a misprint and uh, yeah. people yeah
0: they won't know the difference. Yeah. And it was, um th- that was really odd. Then just the whole extra storylines and stuff. But this movie's not meant to be taken seriously. It, de- it definitely yeah. reminded me of Greece and space still, even though the whole movie doesn't take place in space. But you get the idea
1: yeah yeah for, for the fact that the cover has a very hardcore space thing to it and that, that's always kind of how those movies are though the The poster leads you in with like what you think is gonna be this grandeur kind of adventure thing and then you kind of realize like oh okay well we're just gonna instead bring it back to earth grounded kind mm-hmm. of you know here i mean definitely yeah. not grounded reality it's, it's no. got its own weird over-the-top feel i mean it, it's one of those ones like it's, it was the other odd thing is is the director who's on here which is um james fargo yeah but it's like okay, that's the guy who did Dirty Harry three, The Enforcer, and he also did um, Any Which Way But Loose. Yeah, one of the one of those two ones there. So it's like he did he these did, like yeah, those are the two. He did Clint Eastwood movies, and then it's all of a sudden it's almost like I don't know what Clint Eastwood just kicked him off at some point or whatnot like that, and then he started he did like this movie, and then it looked like he just did TV from this point on. I was like, after this, that was it.
0: It almost feels like, and I'm just speculating here, that they thought this was going to be a thing. Maybe one of the characters maybe Paisador was about to have a big album at the time, Mm -hmm. or they thought in some sort of way, they thought it was going to be bigger than it was. And they realized once they had all the ducks in a row and they basically had to make the movie that it wasn't. And in some ways it feels like that to me, like because the production value, regardless if you like the songs or not, if it's your cup of tea, the production value on the songs was pretty good. Yeah. And the actors were invested. It was, one of those things where it was too much effort put into it for them not to think that it was going to be something bigger than it was. They, I don't think it was a bomb either because it was bad. I just don't think that they could market it or whatever, but it's movie. I mean, this doesn't feel like a movie we should have just heard of.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely was kind of shoved under the rug. I just got to say this really quickly. I'm Piusador. I just kind of was taking a quick little look and I think this is why she's in this movie more than anything else. Okay. Her first role in a movie when she was like a little girl in 1964 was a movie called Santa Claus conquers the Martians. That I've had to s- been, I've the, seen it. That had to been the, what, what tied the, the, I bet you when they're putting this together, like, do we got to get that girl? And, oh, she does music now even better.
0: Mm, yeah. This movie has that kind of vibe to it too. And I mean, I, that's a movie I've always wanted to review. Maybe at Christmas time. It's a little out of the VHS era, but I think it's worth it because that movie is so fucking weird.
1: Oh, and I just got to say this real quick too. You know what else she's also in? She's in Hairspray, you know? Mm -hmm. So John Waters there. That seems almost like, cause this movie has like, like that John Waters feeling without having like the, the almost like the really well, Kind of directed and balanced, and you know, all the things that would make a John Waters movie really good, mm-hmm. it, it, but it still feels like it has that like knockoff kind of feel. But even though still kind of almost probably before John Waters era,
0: this uh, she was also in a movie um, with uh, Desi Arnaz Jr., <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Taylor Savalas or whatever this is called Fake Out, it was from '82. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But she, she got some work at that point in time.
1: Yeah. But, the yeah, you can kind of see where these are kind of coming together and so on like that. It's kind of funny because also on the movie poster, it's almost like a completely different look for her, too, that they, like, changed it up.
0: Yeah. I, there's there's something else I've seen her in, too, and I don't know what it is. I knew she was in Naked Gun 33 and the 3rd, it looks like.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: who knows? But yeah, it's weird. It's like I feel like they thought she was going to be bigger or get more of a draw than she did. Maybe, like I said, maybe she had an album she was working on. They thought was going to be a big deal and like push this and or get Jermaine in there because he's going to be huge because he's Michael's brother, right? He's he's all the Jacksons
1: are probably going to be huge. I bet you that that, I think that was probably the thing that people thought. They're like, man, just imagine we have four other Jacksons that you know can just make us bank.
0: Yeah, Michael's huge. It's the Jurassic Park thing. Yeah. Michael's huge. Let's get all the Jacksons. Where all Jurassic Park, Park's huge. What else is Michael Crichton wrote? Oh, we got a fucking eight movie? Yeah. Congo good. Gonna... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, then I have some problems with this story. I'll fuck you. You know what? <laughs> fuck you. And yeah, that's that's basically what happened there. Yeah, I don't know.
1: You know um, what? Well, we'll, we'll get Eaters of the Dead. You know, we'll just turn it into the 13th Warrior of Antonio. Yeah. That's a good movie, though.
0: It is a good movie. Um... <laughs> But yeah, um this movie's free on YouTube. If you a surprisingly good time, this is a good if you if you partake in the happy lettuce. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you partake in anything really, this movie's fun. This movie's good for that.
1: Yeah. I mean um, it would be a good one if you got the old gang together and you you had a shared a couple of brewskis, you know, sitting around watching it. You, I mean, one of your friends if you bring them over uh in they might be afraid that you might be trying to convert them into a musical that they won't know the difference. There's going to be a little bit, you got to have the right people with you. If you're going to do this, this is not just a movie for anyone.
0: Yeah. Because it's going to get awkward when those music scenes last forever. And the humor kind of tones down for a little bit. Jenny, she stays open hearted. And it's just like, you know, some of the, some of the songs did not have the tone of the movie and some of them definitely did. Some of them, a couple of them were even goofier than the movie was, which is saying something.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, um, it's definitely one of those ones that goes, it, it's like, it tries a lot. And I guess you got to just kind of give it credit. Yeah. But that's where it feels like it, it feels like there was just a lot of dice being rolled in different directions. And someone was like, you know, one of these things is going to, one of these things is going to work. One of these things is going to give us a hit.
0: Throw and, them out against the wall. Yeah.
1: And technically, uh, none of them really. I think that's the downfall of, like, by trying too many different things. Sometimes that kind of screws you over. When you yeah. should have just double down on one and hit it really hard.
0: Yeah, maybe not Maybe not have the Jermaine Jackson video and just save your money for the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah, just bring the rest of the movies, like, you know, budget up and so on like that. Jeez.
0: Whatever. This movie's weird. It Not just weird in context of what the movie is, but weird in context of how you make a movie just because – you have a music video that pertains nothing to the movie whatsoever within the movie. Yeah. It's not like seal kiss from a rose and they threw Batman on it and somehow worked. It's not that. Yeah. It's, it's like this has literally nothing to do with the fucking movie, and there's no point in it at all.
1: So it's bizarre. Yeah. It is. But um
0: watch it. But yeah. It's on it's on YouTube for free.
1: Yeah, it's just it, it, it's just a fun-filled um, I mean, just the the amount of 80sness to it is like a total flashback like takes you there beyond more than like almost anything else would take you there it takes you back farther than like any music videos or any of that stuff does it's weird how it is it's it almost feels like slightly phony in a way but it, it's i think it's just it, being as being just what it was at the time
0: it's very it almost feels like a parody of itself in a yeah way. and um yeah, it's it's very, very odd. But anyway, Voyage of the Rock Aliens, March 9th, 1984. Um, go watch it if you have it. It's on YouTube for free. Like I said, I don't know how much long it'll be on there, but it seems like it's been on there a while. Yeah. And I feel like most of these movies like this are staying on there. So that's kind of been our um as I said today the Tiki tocky you know, I like doing movies like Hard Boiled, where, you know, we it's revered and there's a lot to, for us to talk about our opinion mm-hmm. on it, but it's been covered. Like Hard Boiled is, you know, maybe not on a T2 level of t- terms of how famous it is, at least in the United States, but yeah. it's still really popular, still very well revered. And so we review a movie like that and we're like, here's our opinion on it. It's fun for us to dive into those, but I think our bread and butter is more movies like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's more fun for us to review. So we'll, we'll go back and forth between things like this, but this one was, well, uh, it's, it's hard to get into the plot because it's just so minimal when you think about it.
1: Yeah, no, I, that was one thing I was kind of thinking of. And, um, even just kind of going off what you said, of like hard boil, I've, I always feel that's the thing is like when you watch movies that are pretty much like perfect movies, you almost don't have as much to talk about, ironically, in those kind of movies as you do when movies are like a little bit broken. I, like I, I kind of like when the movies are—they're still fun, they're still entertaining, but they are not perfect in any way. They're—they're they're just interesting and they give you material to talk about and all that kind of stuff.
0: Was well, very interesting to break down the psychology of how making the movies work, even if you with yeah. minimal effort, it's work. You know, and so, and then it's also money. So even if this has a small budget, there's still a lot of time and money to be thrown into something for something that's this weird. Like you would not make this money at face value, which leads me to think that they there was something bigger that they anticipated with this. Yeah,
1: and I I really feel like this is one of those ones they were cashing in that it was going to be a, one of those soundtrack-selling movies.
0: I think so. I think they thought it was going to be a really big soundtrack. And it, it the, the music's good, but nothing is going to... Yeah. I didn't hear a number one hit. No. Anywhere.
1: None no, none of them are. They they're all they're interesting but you don't have your foot loose. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't have you're you're missing out on those big numbers, you know. You don't got your Ghostbusters theme like, you know, those are the you know the 80s albums that are going to sell really hardcore. But this is that one and I I, I feel that's probably what they're going with. I think they're thinking like we're going to have sort of a B picture but the soundtracks is what where we're going to make our money at.
0: Yeah. I think really the one movie we haven't discussed that this probably took them, had the most in common with, and I don't know how this movie did at the box office, but I, I imagine it was really well, is Xanadu.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, which I have on VHS behind me somewhere. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's Tell us what you think. Go listen to it. You can tell us on the Twitters and the Instagrams. I know one of the people, I posted a little thing about it today, and they, they were like, oh, this movie's got that, that um, uh, what is it, The Heart of the Beast or Instinct of the Beast or whatever song where Captain Abs is, like, posing on rocks, and there's, like, a cougar there for some reason.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they, yeah. they have that one where there's, like, yeah, because it's, like, right when, like, the douchebag dude has his song, and they just keep having this mountain lion just, like, walking back and forth in, like, the school hallways and so on like that. It was the then best he, song. Yeah, that was actually a pretty good song. Yeah, it was just it was like it was almost like I can't remember where, like exactly what the song, was, but it was like a man's gotta have the spirit of a lion. <laughs> yeah, basically. That was it
0: basically was like, what it was
1: getting down to.
0: It was like at some point in time, like there's pre-production going on on Rocky Four. Like, it's a good song. It's not, yeah. you, know what I mean? it's, you know, I mean, you know, I have the tiger. You know, it's not that. So I feel like that's kind of what happened somewhere. It's like this is this is a Rocky Four song. No, it's not. Yeah. So I don't know. Or maybe this was just all like outcast kid songs from like other movies that they couldn't use. Maybe that's why this movie was made. And yeah, like, oh this movie, this song was written for Michael. Well, Michael's on tour right now, doing thriller. He's not gonna do this shit. Uh, Jermaine, what's he doing? Tito, Jermaine, yeah. get one of those fuckers, they'll do it. So yeah. maybe.
1: Well, you know, that, that's how it feels. Everything about this one feel it feels like B-side stuff. That's that's how it just feels. Mm-hmm. It feels like a B movie, a B side song, like all all these things that are just right there underneath, kind of not bad, just no, nothing's gonna jump out. It's not like, in a sense, it's not like the streets of fire soundtrack, which is like right around the same time period. That's really cool. Plus you got meatloaf songs on there. So, Oh yeah.
0: I'm all about some meatloaf, but so you, um, you know what I mean? Like,
1: so you, you get that kind of stuff, but, um, I feel like that's kind of the, you know, maybe that's kind of it. Cause I was, when I was watching through the credits, I was trying to see if I noticed any of the musicians names to put it together and so on. It wasn't like anybody was jumping out at me. So, yeah, it mm-hmm. felt like that that was what you were sort of missing is it a- everything Hannah had as I said had it had sort of the knockoff feel like the, there was like a straight if you if, let's just say if you would have got the stray cats instead to do all that rockabilly music that could have changed a lot.
0: yeah could have, would have, should have this movie but. is definitely a what could have been type movie mm-hmm. but um it was fun. I had fun with it. It's very mystery. It feels like actually mystery science theater three thousand more than anything. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, there's got to be a mystery if there was not a mystery theater three thousand like episode of this. I'd, I'd be really surprised.
0: Yeah, well, it's a little new for them though. They usually go back to the fifties. Yeah, 60s but and stuff.
1: well, they, and the original show they did, but by you know they're kind of the the show they've been doing for like the last like twenty years. I think they yeah. do everything.
0: Well, anyway, go check it out. Tell us what you think of it. I'm, I'm really excited to hear everybody's opinion on this or if they've seen this movie before. Um, but yeah, on YouTube right now, Voyage of the Rock Aliens, go check it out. Um, we don't know what we're doing next. We're going to talk about that probably after the show, but um, uh, you can find us on, you can find me and Spencer to some extent on at via VHS on Twitter, at via VHS pod on Instagram. I think I'm at via VHS on the TikTokies. talkies. I don't know how long I'm going to have it. It's very experimental. It's Mended- very new.
1: There, there's also via VHS at uh podcast at Facebook if anyone so desires.
0: Yeah, still there, it's still at still Facebook. There. We still have some stuff up there. So go go to the Facebook, just search via VHS podcast and you'll find us. And you can watch our Retro Slam Masters up episode that's up there, and it's about to be on YouTube as well as some other stuff too. So um everything's clicking, man. Everything's going well right now. So I'm pretty pleased with it. So more stuff on the way, but um, anyway. Uh go to oldmanorange.com to find all spitzer stuff. hmm As always. Right. As
1: always. I mean you can also find VHV or via VHS on there too. So you know what?
0: Yeah, you released some stuff this week actually, some Silverado, yeah, I think. I did. So,
1: um, popped up a lost in the vault episode.
0: Yeah. We got a lot of those. Um <laughs> yeah, I
1: got, got, got a few of those that sometimes I stumble across and go, Oh, wait a second. Did this one ever go up?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm better about it now. We're just it's in the past. We're we're <laughs> we're moving forward, chugging along. Everything from here on out is gonna be um A okay. So anyway. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a good one. Rock on. And Via VHS is out.